Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek for the voyage home one minute at a time. I'm David Stoker. And I'm Chris LaSalle. Hello, Chris. Hey, Dave. How are you? Uh, wonderful. It's Friday. Yay. I know, it's the weekend. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's get this over with. All right, let's do it. <laughs> So we're on minute number 73. Mm -hmm. This minute starts with Kirk freaking out on Spock. Yeah. And ends with Chekhov and Uhura wrapping up their photon collecting. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, the freak out. Yes. Uh, we talked about it a little bit on Wednesday. Right. Last minute. Um, Spock uh, didn't accidentally say, but said, you know, Hey, probabilities are that our mission would fail if they don't get those whales. Yep. And uh, this is Kirk freaking out. Our mission, you're talking about the end of every life on Earth. You're half human. Haven't you got any goddamn feelings about that? So I think it's one thing to get, you know, chastised by your friend. And then one thing to get chastised by your friend while your two other friends are in the background watching the entire scene unfold. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, uh, it's another thing when your admiral yells at you or something. Uh. But, uh, but yeah, everybody reacts to it, right? Yeah, so, yeah, Spock comes over, and he's sort of just, he's, like, thinking about it, pondering it. McCoy and, you know, uh, Scotty stop what they're doing, lift up their, their visors, give each other a glance, and then Spock looks back at them, like gives him a gives him a glance and he has his face reminds me of like when your dog knows it did something wrong <laughs> like you come home and there's like you know uh the toilet paper is like shredded yeah. all over the floor and you're like and you, you go and see the dog and the dog's like laying down and he's kind of just looking up at you like i know i did something wrong and i'm sorry sorry you know, and that's kind of like what Spock looks here is like when he gives him the one look, he looks back and he kind of looks like he's the sad little puppy who knows he just made a mistake. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think that's a great way to look at it. Um, uh, half expecting McCoy to say something like, yeah, Spock. Yeah, yeah you doofus. Way to go. Yeah. Um, I thought it was, I, I will say though, it's interesting. Um, I've never really thought about, I mean, we know, we know Spock's half human, half Vulcan. Yep. Um, and I think we've maybe talked about a little bit like, geez, he knows an awful lot about earth history and, um, and maybe that's because he's half human. So he has that interest. Uh, right. But I, but I never thought about, you know, throwing that back at him like Kirk just did, right? Yep. The end of all human life on Earth, right? That doesn't, you know, you should have some feelings about that because you're half human. I, I don't, it seems dumb, but I guess I've never really put those two together. Mm. Um, I just, you know, I'm thinking, oh, humans are everywhere. Uh, right. Not just on Earth, but uh, 
yeah, he really has two homes, Vulcan and Earth. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, something I never really thought about before. Yeah. Um, and I know that it's – I find it – it's also that interesting line of like, you know, don't you have any feelings about that? Obviously, it circles around to the beginning of the movie when Spock's taking the test and the whole message is how do you feel? How do you feel? And we know that Spock basically has come back as a Vulcan. Like he's he's not, you know, as Amanda says to him, you know, the, the computer knows that you're half human. Right. Um, but, you know, you're you're taking the test. You know, you're you're going on your life with as if you're a Vulcan. You know, he's purged that emotion thing. You know, it's all about logic now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not, he's not the Spock we know and we love right. yet. Right. And I think it's just such an interesting line that throughout the whole movie, he has been that logical Vulcan Spock. And this is the moment where Kirk kind of, he kind of gives it to him. And, you know, like I said, last minute where he's like, he kind of has had his full, he's like, uh, you know, I'm interpreting it as like, you know, Kirk is saying, I, I've tried to make you understand who you were. You know, you were my friend. You know, we were connected. You know, think about your half human dude. Think about what you just said and what that means. Like, and I'm not saying that like in a mean way, like, no, yeah. you know, like you think about what you said, young man. No, just like you're half human. Think about what you just, you know, that's the end of everyone on earth. Like, you've got to think some, you've got to feel something about that, Vulcan or not. Are you. Do you, do you think that like Kirk has given up at this point? Is that I mean no, he's no. definitely he's definitely hit oh, his limit. Yeah, I don't think I think he just hit his limit with Spock, where he's just kind of annoyed and like, you know, I'm I'm done with you right now. I and he just sort of storms off. Let's let's pay it to let's. Uh, I mean, there's a couple of interactions that they have, you know, coming up, but mm. I, I'd like to see how this this kind of resolves. Right. Because Kirk is obviously way ticked off. Spock is feels you can tell he's a little chastised. Like I said, sad puppy dog. Um, but what what does Spock do about it? You know, what is and how does Kirk move on from this? Right. We need to. I want to pay attention to that because I mean I know obviously you've seen the movie, right? I know what happens, yeah. but this is this is really interesting moment for those two, and I don't I don't quite remember how they how they get past it or they move to the next phase. Right. Um, Okay, cool. Yeah. So anyway. So anyway, moving on. <laughs> so we move on to um, Board Chekhov and Board Uhura <laughs> just sitting there collecting the photons, you know. They're just kind of like, they're just kind of sitting there like they're totally bored. Like how long is this going to the They're the two kids in the backseat. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> right. Uh, like they would, they want to be anywhere else than where they are right now. Yeah, I mean that's got to be stressful. I mean they're not like they're not hiding in in any kind of way, right? They're in broad, you know, the lights are on. They're just sitting on the floor, right, in the middle of this room, essentially. Um, so there's got to be some stress there. Yes. Spock did not build a progress indicator into this device. I know. So they have no idea, right? Other than the, the little lights are now flashing faster. Yeah. Um, 
but you would think it was it would at least give you a progress bar of some sort like you know 90 percent of photons collected Frightons. Yeah. it's silly um so yeah so they're bored stressed um and I, I find the next sequence though interesting that i would not have thought what they're doing was going to have any negative effect on anything right because it uh, the next scene now is we switch to a couple of... Yeah, so they see the guard overhead. You know, he's walking. He's got his gun out ready. And he's obviously patrolling. Mm-hmm. Doesn't come by. And then they sort of give each other the whew look. <laughs> and then go back to watching the thing. And then we come to the, you know, the CIC. Yep. Um, I like the, you know, the, you know, the rape. one guy. There it is again. And the other one yeah. says, that's too weird. And then he grabs commander. You know, it, it's, it's cool that we don't have to sit through the whole thing of like, oh, that was weird. And then the, right, yeah. let's, let's wait and see. Oh, there it is again. You know, they, they, so they've already, they've been what they're waiting for it. They've been waiting for it to happen again. <clears throat> now it's happened. And is it, is, is what happened? Is it just that the screen goes dark? Is that? Well, I think that, yeah, that's blinking and they're getting a power surge. Okay. Oh, it's a power surge. I thought it was a power loss. It's a power loss? Is that what he says? Um, power, oh, power drain. Power drain. Power drain. Yes. So we're both so, yes. wrong. So he says, yeah, radar operator says, there it is. Electronic technician says, that's too weird. Calls over the commander. He says, uh, um, I thought you gents were running a test program. And the technician says, yes, sir, but we are apparently getting a power drain, and it must be coming from inside the ship. Sure. So it must be the, the screen going on and off. Right. Um, yeah, I uh, I dig this scene. I think uh, I, I wonder if you know we know they've shot some of the stuff on the on the Ranger, right? Yeah. If this is all legit equipment we're looking at, or is this just uh, you know just a, a soundstage? Right. You know they just pull together a bunch of things that we think were on the bridge of a ship. Right. So we do have a friend on the Feder- Federation. So if Shane could ask his former student if this scene, like the other one, is kind of realistic or if this is a staged, um, you know, yeah, uh, you know, uh, set. Right. Uh, yeah, that would be good to know. Um, I, I mean, I guess I'm thinking it must be a set because really, should we really have access to a the bridge of a naval warship? <laughs> I don't know if any of that's really private information, is it? I mean, is that... I don't know. Yeah, oh, they've got radar on this ship? Whoa. <laughs> what does that button do? You know, uh, you know they what this... Have bu- they have buttons. We have dials. Um, what I like about the, the this scene reminds me of... I guess I feel like I've been doing that a lot lately. Um, this scene reminds me of the... Oh, my God, it's Close Encounters as well. Didn't I already yeah. do this? <laughs> was it in this minute? No, we it was talked last, about minute. last minute. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this scene reminds me of in Close Encounters, um, the uh, the air traffic control guys, yeah, uh, that are talking to the 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 pilots who see the UFO. Oh right, and yeah. Remember, and they have that conversation. They go, "Do you want to report a UFO?" And he's like, uh, "No, I don't." <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's a it's oh, man. I love, Close Encounters. I love that movie. It's so that scene yeah. is. 
it's creepy and it, it not you know it's not scary but it's creepy because it's like oh you know this you don't see the thing right you're just hearing reactions to it and yep. the air traffic controller guy is so calm and but he i don't know it's um uh, now i want to go watch that movie so can we just wrap it up here yep let's wrap it up <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to try then in the next minute to see what other close encounters I can, <laughs> I can tie into this. Nice. Uh, should we talk about the uh, the new actors? Sure. In the scenes as we get some new new folks. Um, I don't know who the uh, I don't know who the guy with the mustache is that's uh, sitting off to the right when the yep. the he's commander the gets on the phone. Yep, he's the tech tech the electronic tech. Oh, not that mustache guy. The other mustache guy, in the like second fifty-four. Like I think he's just a. Oh, he's just sitting there by himself. Yeah, I think he might have probably a sound guy shouldn't have been in the shot or something. He was uh, just some random dude on set. Right. Just sit here. Uh, so yeah. So let's see. Our pals are uh, Commander Rogerson. Uh, yes. He's the uh, command on he's duty. Commander. He's the command duty. Officer. Sir, duty officer yes. played by Newell Tarrant. Newell Tarrant. Yep. Uh, not a ton of credits to his name. Um, uh, he was a he was in Remington Steel uh, the year before, um, and just on a couple of other uh, TV shows. Or, hmm. well, I don't even know TV series. Happy Hour and Infinity are a couple other things to his credit. I think those are movies. Um, and this is just one again one of those actors like oh, he looks really familiar. I think I've seen him a million times. Yeah, right. Uh, but there's nothing nothing else to his uh his resume, so. Right. Um <clears throat> and then the uh the two gentlemen that are uh running the test on the on the on the radar. Mm. Um uh two electronic technicians, one played by Mike Timoney. Uh Mike Timoney uh we, the the latest thing he's done is he does voice work for Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, okay. Cool. Which Good is game. Yeah. Good game, right? Pretty, and it's not too old, right? It's only like the last year or so. Yep, last year. Uh, yeah. This past year. But uh, but he's been in uh, lots of TV um, uh, since since doing Star Trek Four. That was his Star Trek Four was his second gig. Yep. Um, nothing of interest. <laughs> Although right. it does say so. The, the one thing I have to look this up a little deeper. It says he was says he was in the leaked Star Wars holiday album. As, mm. as Lobot. Really? Yeah, but his list is 2014. I'm like, what the heck is that? Yeah, I don't we, know. We know the holiday special, but that was from like the 70s. Right, yeah. Um, so uh, I need to dig into that one a little bit more. Mm. Um, and the only other show that I recognized was was Ed. He was on TV series Ed, 2003. Oh, okay. oh yep. Yep. Uh, and then the other gentleman is Jeffrey Martin. Uh, Jeffrey Martin has an even smaller resume. He was in Star Trek Four, and he was in Welcome Back, Cotter. Welcome Back, Cotter. Yeah. Love it. One episode. Um, so uh, yeah, that's uh, that's about it for these guys. Mm -hmm. um, but nice claim to fame. No other Star Trek work, you know. Which usually we see that for for these uh, kind yep. of side characters. They end up showing up as you know Borg or Klingons later on, but you yep. know nothing else for these guys. All right, what else we got? The power drain. Yep. Is that? I guess 
power, but power drain must be coming within the ship. Well, why, yeah, why? Where else would it come from? Um, I don't know. The ship's docked. Yeah. Are they implying that they, you know, plug in the ship to power on land or something? Or I don't know. Just a weird, you know, very weird comment. I know what you mean. Yes. The call, the call is coming from inside the house. You know, it's like that kind of yeah. thing. Um, and then, uh, Command Officer Rogerson gets a call. He's talking to uh, someone he called Chief. Yes. I'm assuming that's yes. his title and not a nickname. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so he's like, yeah, Chief, we're tracking that too. What do you make of it? Because we don't know. Yeah. I like, you would think they would know. I like the way he delivers that line. <clears throat> um, it just, uh, he, sounds, he doesn't sound like worried or angry or whatever. He's just like, very curious. Yeah, what do you make of it? Um, you know, usually these, you know, officer types are always like, Bruh. right. Uh, so, is that how it goes? <laughs> if I just walked, if I just walked up to you and did that, oh, you're totally being a naval officer. Oh, you're an officer, huh? Yeah. So, speaking of being a naval officer, is yeah. it normal standard operating procedure to wear like your jacket, like your full-on, like I would assume dress? uniform jacket um that's a good because quick, yeah he looks very formal like he's going to be under right. review or something yeah so i just you know the the two dudes there wearing their casual you know their navy shirts mm -hmm. and i feel like when you see movies and uh, you know people generals out and about they're they're wearing like fatigues or you know their green uniform or whatever they're not wearing like a jacket yeah or, yeah I just feel like it's a little formal for being in a being in the office, so right. to speak. I know they're in the CIC, which is the Combat Information Center, but I just feel like if you're going to be running around doing stuff, like you're not on parade here, buddy. What was the? Um, it was uh, Gene Hackman and Denzel Washington. Uh, Crimson Tide. Yes. Yeah, they're they're running around, right? They were the the captain and the XO of the submarine. Yeah, he was wearing like his brown uniform the most khakis. of the time, and you know Gene Hackman wore like the sweater. That's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they they weren't in their full suit either. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but you know what uh, what else struck me about this guy um, is when he answers the phone or picks up, he's like, you know, uh, this is Command Officer Rogerson, right? He, yeah. he doesn't just say this is the the on duty. You know, he could just introduce himself introduce himself by title, but he also right. said title and his name. Right, which I found odd. Um, I guess he's just trying to distinguish himself from the other duty I commander. Guess. There must be another duty commander, Rogerson, or something. I don't know. Another one. <laughs> then he'd have to say Sam Rogerson. This is com Command Duty Officer Rogen Rogerson. Not that other Rogerson. That's like uh, Die Hard, where he says he's Agent Smith or whatever. Oh, right. Agent Johnson. Johnson. No, the other one. No, the other one. <laughs> no relation. Yeah. All right, um, that uh, I think that takes us to that, right? We uh, we're waiting for the chief to tell us what he makes of it. Yeah. Um, or actually, no, the last few seconds are um, Uhura and uh, Chekhov just deciding they're done. Yeah, so it's moving really fast. Actually, the yellow light looks like it's it's much brighter than it was before. So now that I go back and look, oh, is there a progress bar? Yeah, it looks like that is the progress bar. So it looks like it is full. 
So progress bar does exist in the 23rd century. Okay. Yeah, I see what I missed. Yeah, there, you don't. We don't get to see it tick up from right almost full to full. It's already at full when we cut back to them. Right. Uh, but in that case, the little flashing thing should have stopped. Yes, I agree. Yes, the user user experience design of this is not great. No. Um, is Chekhov functional, <laughs> Admiral? Yeah. Is Chekhov looks uh, when he pulls it off the reactor, he looks like he's like mm, like not happy with it, or little face he's making, lips are pursed. Yeah. Mm. I know he's kind of like the job's done. And I always thought that thing was magnetized to the wall. And yeah, he, so did I. But he he's held it the whole time. I know. All right. He should have should have been magnetized, Spock. Uh, that's a failing on Spock's part. Right. Because um, isn't Chekhov like getting unnecessarily irradiated? He's he's leaning right up against the reactor. Oh, he totally is. <laughs> anyway, maybe his uh maybe his leather jacket is you know rated for some radiation. Sure. Sure. All right. On that note. Shall we wrap it up? Yes. Yes. It is the weekend. Uh, but it's also Friday, and Friday is a day we thank our patrons. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we uh, started a Patreon this year, uh, this season, for uh, for the show. And uh, um, uh, and one of our one of our benefits that we, uh, we give back to those who are, uh, donate to the show is we get to thank you uh, personally on the air on our Friday episode. So that's what we're going to do right now. Uh, do it. Do. I was just about to ask, who's doing it? Me? Okay. Do it. All right. We would like to thank, in order of appearance, or I guess, uh, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you to Captain America. Steve Rogers. Thank you to Conrad. Hey, Conrad. Thank you to David in solidarity. So I always have yes. to do a fist pump yep. when I do that. Uh, thanks to our good friends at Giraffe Bear and all their fine uh, wool felted creations. Yes, we love Giraffe Bear. Thanks to Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Thanks to Con Noonien Shane. Yes, one of the best names, yes. Uh, Speaking of best names, uh, thank you to Quark's (laughs) Q-Tips. I always laugh at that one. Gross. Um, Another good name, thank you to Sagacious Crumb. Yes, Sagacious. Finally say that without stumbling over it. Mm. Uh, Thanks to Timmy Bricks. Hey, our Lego friend. Yep. <laughs> our Lego friend. He's tiny, fits in your pocket. Uh, <laughs> thanks to Heidi over Vibrant Visionaries. Yep. And we've got a uh, we got a name change this week. Um, uh, I think this is formerly the Carlisles, and now they're doing a little bit of pl- uh, a little bit of a plug. Yeah. Um, so we got to say thank you to we've got it all on UHF sixty second. <laughs> I know the Carlisles are doing a uh, they're doing a movies by minutes on um, Weird yeah, Al Yankovic's UHF yes right? uh, so we've got it all uh, on UHF 62nd wasn't so, that their wasn't that their commercial like we've got we've got it all you know I only uh, I'm only good for let's drink from the fire hose that's the only thing I really remember from that movie. He from the marble. Let's drink from the fire. <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely need to give that another spin through because uh, um, yeah. 
I was actually just, I just had some Weird Al, I was listening to some Weird Al this past oh. week, uh, going back into the archives there. Cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, anyway, so thank you to everybody. They uh, uh, they were the last one on the list today, this week. Uh, thanks everybody for sponsoring the show. Uh, if you're interested in becoming a patron, uh, head over to StarTrekMinute.com and click on the Become a Patron link. Um, again, uh, all different levels you can sponsor the show at, and uh, there are different... Um, uh, bits of swag and whatnot, depending on the level you sponsor the show. So please and thank you. And uh, we'll be back again on Monday talking about Minute 74 of The Voyage Home here at Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Goodbye. <laughs>